Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. I feel like we're running out of ways to start. <laughs> Normally we laugh and we're like, it's Monday. And now I'm like, we can't say that again. <laughs> no, we can just say hello. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. It, do you know what? I actually had loads of unexpected no child time at the weekend. Ooh, delightful. How does that happen? Well, so Friday, this wasn't so good, actually. Friday night, James messaged me and was like, oh, um, I've sorted my mum and dad to have the kids tonight. Um, And I was like, oh, amazing. Like, he never does that. Like, ever, ever, ever does that. And I was like, oh, cool, amazing. Like, what are we doing? Right. What would I, like, what would be my worst nightmare on a Friday night? Okay. um, It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be go to the storage unit (laughs) or do some sort of sport. Yeah. It was that. It was do some sort of sport. (laughs) He arranged for us to play paddle with um, another couple. And it's lucky that I like the other couple because that is actually my idea of hell. Wow. He doesn't know you at all. No, he doesn't. And then also, he, I was like, James, why would you do this? Like, also, it's really unfair on the other couple because I am dreadful at tennis or anything like that. Yes. And um, so anyway, we turn up and basically it was an hour and a half of him just being really frustrated with me. Like, shit. Even like the other couple were like, James, come on, like leave her alone. He was like, no, 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 no. I can't understand. I can't understand. How can you be that bad at something? How, how, how can you be that bad? And I was like, James, this isn't me not trying. I am trying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just terrible. I'm just terrible. I'm blessed in other areas. I'm blessed in other areas. can't be good at everything, all right? And paddle is not something I'm good at. And I, I don't strive to be good at it either, all right? In fact, I couldn't care less. If okay, so here's how I see this, right? So if if James was American, right? So if th- those of you that haven't met James, you might have met him if you come to the live. He's like proper London, you mm. know, like likes wearing crisp white trainers. He's a real high achiever, but he's quite kind of, you know, he, you wouldn't say he's an extrovert, right? If he was American and been born in America, his name would be like Barb, and he'd be like the fucking Kino at the tennis club that was yeah. like dragging your ass there, being like, "We have to win the championships, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be yeah, like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. fuck off, Barb." 
club. But like, you know, this is unfortunately, you've married a professional sportsman. He's always going to want you to be better at sport, George. He's played paddle four times. And now he's a fucking expert. Right. And now he's entered himself for the Essex Championship. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure you can do that. I can, I can, and I'll win. I'm like, all right, okay, fine. you got to love it. you got to love fine. a try, though. We'll, we'll just leave it there. So anyway, so that was my uh, Friday night, date night. Please don't Any arrange another date. Oh, absolutely not. In fact, there's a sex not. ban after that for <laughs> a, long t- a long time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, anyway, how was, your, how was your weekend? Well, I didn't play paddle, although I'm really, really jealous, actually, because I would love to be doing some sort of sporting activity right now as soon as I'm better I'm gonna do it with him um how was our weekend it was actually really nice it was kind of unexpected like friends time we saw Kim and Max on Saturday afternoon went around to their house had a takeaway pizza the kids all played and we had a couple of glasses of red wine which was lovely and then I obviously worked on Sunday and then to be honest with you we just we had plans and we cancelled them because we were all absolutely shattered you know we have this discussion all the time, George, about filling up the weekends with, you know, clubs and, and parties and socialising. And, and we just sat on the sofa from one o'clock in the afternoon until oh. 5.30 until I cooked dinner. Like we just watched films, cuddled up, Kit fell asleep on me. It was really lovely. That is bliss. That so much better bliss. this morning. Yeah, I do think there's, um, there's something in having a few hours on a Sunday to do nothing yeah. that me- that makes your week better. Yes. It's like, you know, like the Sunday night dread that, you know, lots yeah. of people get. It, I think you only get that if you've not had that little bit of downtime. Yeah. And I think if you have that bit of downtime, it does make the week feel a lot easier. A lot manageable. A lot yeah. more manageable. That's my it advice. Does. That's my tip, actually, to anybody listening, is that it's, it's absolutely okay to try and schedule a little bit of sofa time in because yeah. I, I always felt really icky about it and was like, oh, I'm not doing anything or we're not seeing anyone. Or, and I, we just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> I lovely. actually had a sleep on the sofa as well. What? Also, it's actually okay to cancel plans as well. I think that's yeah, the other takeaway. Re- oh my God, I love it when people cancel on me. But anyone oh, listening yeah. to this, I love it. If we've got plans <laughs> and you cancel, I will love you. I will absolutely love you because it means I can do it back <laughs> at another point. And also, I yeah, I just really enjoy it when people cancel. <laughs> I never get pissed off either, actually. I'm one of those people that I, I never get annoyed about it. I'm like, I totally get it. I mean, if it's like 20 minutes beforehand that I've cooked or something, that would or you're already off. sat there waiting you're for already sat that's, there. that's yeah. really annoying yeah yeah but, but otherwise fine yeah great yeah as long as i haven't put my makeup on yet or wash my hair wait, that's cool okay you're fine now we know the rules okay that, they're my boundaries all right fine 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 um, now guys listen we need to get into today's podcast because it was a real beauty of a conversation actually and um really fascinating to talk to somebody who let's be honest has a completely different lifestyle to us in terms of how she's raising her kids and I totally was on board with it by by the end of this conversation I mean it was fascinating first of all she got seven children stick around for this conversation because there's going to be some really amazing uh, moments where you're, you're where you're you know you really learn something new about other people's lives I mean it was fascinating did you not think that I really loved it and I actually don't yeah. want to I don't want to spoil it so no. I think we should get straight into okay. the chat fine, fine, fine. Um, because yeah it. it's a really interesting one let's do it Georgia who are we chatting to today we are chatting to the incredible Ella Grimwade So never have myself and Georgia meant the word superwoman 
more than this moment no. because today's guest has got count them seven children seven amazing kids at youtuber extraordinaire it's ella grimway hello 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 hello. i'm not gonna lie i actually feel exhausted like just even (laughs) thinking about having seven children also you look the most glamorous you do oh bless you thank you so much I, i think we just need to start by just saying like how how has your morning been like how how did you get like to be ready now (laughs) yeah Um, I'll just I'll literally just like spell it out for you basically so we had a late night last night because um baby number five Rue he turned five yesterday so um he had a bit of a treat he stayed up late and watched a film well as a family last night so um to be fair this morning wasn't too much of an early start I mean Rue was on the bed at 7.30, so it wasn't too bad. Um, and then literally I came downstairs and started checking emails straight away, had a really relaxed breakfast. Everyone sat around the table. They kind of started coming down in their dribs and drabs. Um, the eldest three girls, wow. I think, woke up last. But I had the baby and the two-year-old. Well, she's three now. Yeah, three. <laughs> she had her birthday just the other day. These are the things that you have to try and keep up, you know. Um, yeah, they yeah. came down, had their breakfast, literally sat around the table then... Yeah, we um, sent them back up to the bathroom. Older ones helped out with the little ones. I got myself ready and here I am. Simple. So listen, I mean, wow. First of all, wow. I think um, we, need to, we need to sort of find out what the family picture looks like. So tell us, okay. you know, from, from first to last baby, the, their okay. ages, their names. And uh, yeah, give all us right. a, little, get a little bit of info about them. So my, do you want their full names? Their full names are quite long, but I'm proud of them. Yeah. So I'll tell oh, you yeah. their full yeah, names. Yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my eldest is Hezekiah Daniel Jahazel Grimwade. We call him Hezzy and he is 12. He'll be 13 in June. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a teenager. Um, Then my second is Hosanna Rain Karina Farida Grimwade. We call her Hosanna or Zanzi Um, and she um, is 10. She'll be 11 in May. Um, Then I have Hallelujah Rose, Ashley Grace, Nadine Louise Grimwade. Now the reason her name is so long is because when I got to baby number three, I thought this is going to be my last baby. We'll just have three kids. (laughs) And I want to get all these names in, so I'm just going to call all, the all these names. <laughs> Literally. So I just put them all in as their middle names. Um, but obviously then the plan was kind of different as it's unfolded. Um, so yeah, she is, she just turned nine, literally in March. March, you've caught me in my craziest month because we have four birthdays, an anniversary, and obviously Mother's Day. Yeah, all in the same month. So it's really, really busy. But Hallie just wow. turned nine. Then we've got Harper, Ray, Rachel, Anaya, Grimwade, Harper. Um, I she love was... Harper. That's one of my favorite <laughs> names, Harper. Yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. She turned seven in December. And then we have Hazariah, Rue, Zephaniah, Grimwade. And he just turned five yesterday. But we call him Rue. So he's the only one who on a regular basis doesn't get called by his H name. So his first name is Hazariah, but we just call him Rue just because, you know, Rue. I loved Winnie the Pooh growing up. And I always loved that character, oh, Rue, Rue. The little yes. Rue. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'll have to use that name. So we actually spell it different. Like it's the shortened version of like Ruben, R-E-U. But yeah, it's just Rue. So, right. And then we have Houston. Scarlett, Aria, Ramaya, Grimwade, and Houston just turned three in February. 
And then we have Halo Monet 7 Grimwade. And Halo just turned one in March. So <gasps> And seven because because that's the last one. Is it the well, last one? Is it the last Isn't one? that the number of completion? I feel like that is the number of completion. But every time I say this, everyone's like, you said that last time. So now I'm just like... Never say never. So, oh, I, I mean, I, I actually have so so many questions. Yes, but I think okay. the first one is: Did you always want to be a parent? Like, did was it always in your plan that you wanted to, to be a mum? Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, I remember when I was nine years old, I I wanted my mum to have another child. So my mum stopped at four. My youngest sister's got Down syndrome, so that kind of was like, okay, let's stop now. This is a lot. Um, which is obviously a big deal and I can totally understand why she stopped there but I always wanted my mum to have more children so I love a big family my mum is one of eight and I just love the family vibe obviously being the parent versus being a child in all that is completely different but yeah I still used to watch programs with big families like I used to watch like the Waltons I don't know if you've heard that yeah um, the Waltons like, yeah. yeah yeah like Little House on the Prairie I know they weren't such a big family but all those kind of shows I used to love them and I was just so obsessed with like family life and just being a family and that being the center of your world and you know I just I remember laying there I was nine and thinking I wonder what it feels like to go to bed when you're an adult and you're pregnant and you've got your baby in your belly and it moves and there's another life there. And like, literally it used to blow my mind. And I was just like, this is so amazing. I can't wait for that. Um, Obviously I knew there would be a lot of steps along the way. I had to meet the right person. It had to be somebody that also wanted to have a big family as well. Um, But that was literally some of our first discussions. Like when Tim and I met, we were like, oh, how many kids do we want to have? And we kind of were like, well, eight is quite a lot. Um, Four isn't enough. I wanted it to be like an equal number. That's what I wanted. Although, you know, we're seven, but our plan was actually six. We was going to have six children. So yeah, Halo was my angel of a surprise. (laughs) But yeah, like I've always wanted to be a mum. It's something that I feel like fulfills me. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it must do. It. it, it I, I. I know what you mean, and I think Georgia and I feel like this about that lovely family unit. You know, it's mm-hmm. everything to us. You know, yeah. those Sunday. You know, we, we. I don't eat with my kids every single night, but like the times when we do, and we're all together, and we're all, you know, we're, we're going on adventures in a family, even if it's just to the park and stuff. For me, yeah. it's like it's my it's my completion. It's my world. Mm-hmm. But saying mm-hmm. that, <laughs> I have two of my own children and an amazing stepdaughter. And that was, I knew that that was enough. So what Mm -hmm. takes you from thinking, you know what, we're going to have a big family to we're going to have seven kids. What what, what makes you get to that point? (laughs) Well, because, well, literally, like I said before, so I was, I'm one of four and I felt like, I didn't count four children as a big family. Like for myself, I was just like, that's just normal. Um, I remember when Tim and I got married, we went and lived with his mum and dad for the first year, year and a half. And he's just got, well, he's got more now because he's adopted and we found his other siblings. But growing up, it was just him and his sister. And I was at home the first evening that mum and dad were back at work. Rachel was at college. Tim had gone back to work as well. I was at home by myself. I was on the phone to my mum. I was in tears. I was like, mum, the house is so quiet. And she's like, don't worry. Once you go back to work, you'll be fine. You'll be back in routine. But it was just the fact that there was Mm. nothing busy happening in the house. Even when everybody was at home, it was still so quiet. And I I just didn't kind of cope well with that. Like I've got such a great relationship with my- Yeah, like the noise and- 
the the just the life that's in your home. Like, don't get me wrong. When Tim and I go like away for a little getaway, it's beautiful and it's amazing. But like, I remember on our honeymoon, we only went away for a week. We couldn't wait to get home because we was just like, yeah, like we love each other, them. but we want to live life together. We want to be with our families. Like, mm. yeah, it was just yeah, it's just the way we we're wired. Like literally. So. I mean, I guess, every, you know, everyone has struggles when, when they, fir- you know, first become a mum. Did you find it difficult as a new mum or because you wanted it so badly, did you just instantly love it? So I, I basically feel that I was just so mentally prepared and connected to the role of being a mum that I, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I knew everything like to expect, you know what I mean? I didn't obviously, I hadn't been a mum yet. I didn't know what, you know, being woken up in the middle of the night by, well, my siblings used to live, be in my room when I was younger. So I kind of experienced a little bit. So I, I was always very motherly, even when I was a young girl. I used to look after my little cousins. We used to babysit them all the time. I would have them stay overnight and I just loved it. So in that sense, I was already kind of connected to the role of being a mum. Like it's everything I aspired to be. And like I think in today's day and age, sometimes that's looked down on. And I feel like that yeah. is just so unfair because like, there's this yeah, whole thing that people would always say, and it would always annoy me. They were like, oh yeah, I'm just a mum. And I remember just thinking, don't say you're just a mum. Like yeah. being a mum is like the biggest role in the world. The world would not continue if there were no mums. Like literally, who would have all the kids? Yeah. And it is such a huge task to, to take on to firstly have a, another life grow inside of you and take over your body, which is a whole another conversation in itself, to then knowing that you have someone that you're responsible, like from now until forever, like you never stop being a mum. Like it's, it's such a huge responsibility, but one that I was so excited to take on. So I remember when I first had Hezzy, it was a family affair. So we, we actually knew the ward mother at the hospital that I had him. So we were able to like be treated to having a a huge like labor room. So it was myself and Tim, my mum and dad, Tim's mum and dad. Um, and I think my sister or two of my sisters, my brother and my sister-in-law were all in the other room waiting because it was a big room. Oh my my gosh. So did you, yeah, hold on. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So you gave birth in front of your Parents-in-law. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're close. Like, we are so close. That's the thing for me. Like, I, it's funny. I was listening to one of your other chats, and that something came up wow. about you know being a mum-in-law, and you didn't want to end up being like that mother-in-law. That's kind of it was just in a whole other conversation. Um, and I was like, my mum-in-law is like literally, she's like heaven on earth. Like, she is an angel. Oh. Like, honestly, I just love her so much. I te- I texted her on Mother's Day, and I was just like, Mum, like, I love you so much. You're the the world's best. I don't even say mother-in-law. She's my mum. You know, she's seen in every situation um I remember after having Hezzy there was like I had a weird pain I was butt naked in the room I was like ma I was bent over I was like ma please I don't know what's going on can you come and help me um so we're like really really super close so um, what was Tim's dad doing Tim's dad I think so I was in the birthing pool I remember my dad was holding my hand but he was like looking away and then I think Tim's dad was standing like at the top of the pool just kind of just there waiting for the baby to come like He's just, he's calm. Like, he's so... That's incredible. <laughs> this, this is fascinating. Fascinates this is amazing. Me. This absolutely yeah. fascinates me. I think, like, honestly, I think if my dad even saw me, like, 
I don't know, just by accident having a wee, he would yeah. be embarrassed for the Roger, rest. He of found his... your dildo he... in the back of a in the back of a canvas bag on the back of your door. Wow. He knows you've got a vagina. No, 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 no but I feel like he oh would be gosh. so embarrassed, even yeah. if he saw me having a wee. He'd be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." Yeah. But so, do you think that having that support around you helped you? 100 during like labor so, and stuff like i'm such a i'm i'm just one of those women you want to know something just ask me i'll tell you like literally mm. probably too much that way sometimes people have been like okay whoa 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 that's a lot um <laughs> so i literally i'm so open like just because i feel like that's what helps people more i don't feel like being someone that you know puts out one version of yourself but really is something else. i just don't think that's helpful at all so when people call me super mom i'm like well, you know, let's see when my kids are 18, 21, see how they get along, how they're doing in life. Then we can kind of rate mm. how good of a mum I've been, but that shouldn't even be a thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I appreciate that, you know, we are all doing our best, but we're all doing our best together, aren't we? Um, so yeah, definitely having a support network for me has been amazing. So when I brought Hezzy home um, that first day, everybody was in the labor room. When he came out, we weren't even thinking it was going to be a boy or a girl. It was a, it was a surprise. Um, we had right. the baby and mum, Tim's mum said, oh my gosh, you've got a son. And then Tim was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to have a sex. It's going to be a boy or a girl, isn't it? Like, <laughs> So it was like, yeah, oh my gosh, like we've got a boy, we've got a boy first as well. And then, oh, it was just, oh, I was just in love. Like literally just, oh, the love that I have for my first child, for all of them, you know, but that first experience of having a baby, it's just something you just can't, can't replace. Like mm. I always say my most look forward to and exciting days in life are my marriage day when we got my wedding day when we got married and then also my labor days I just I'm so excited absolutely love it I'm like oh my gosh meeting a new person that we've created it's just the best thing in the Mm. world so when we took Hezzy home we went back up to the loft room um all the family came over we also invited a couple of friends like that evening because I think it was the it was either the Euros or the World Cup that was on the TV and Hezzy came just in time so that we could be at the hospital then get ready and go home and watch the match And I'm not one to stay in hospital. I like to keep going. So yeah, we went home that evening. He was born in the evening, but we went home at like, I don't know, 8.30 or something. Um, I think we caught the second half of the match. And basically we invited a couple of our closest friends over to meet him. And it was it was only in the moment that I realized, oh my gosh, this is all quite overwhelming because it was my baby that I'd carried for nine months. And then suddenly everybody's holding him. And the first evening I was okay. Then the second evening, I think we invited more of our friends over. And then I literally got to the point because you know, like baby skin is so sensitive when they first come out, you just need to touch it. They go all blotchy Mm. and everything. And I just started kind of feeling a bit like, okay, this is a lot. It's too much. And then I went upstairs with him and I was just in tears and mum came up and she was like, what's the matter, darling? I was like, I I don't know. I just feel like he's going to lose his connection with me if everybody else keeps holding him. And she was like, darling, like, Mm. honestly, you just had him. He was born yesterday. It's fine. You can take your time, sit up in the room. I'll get everybody to go um, and you can just have your time. And yeah, then it was kind of just like the next morning, I just remember thinking, oh yeah, I've got to get him ready. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, whoa, I've got to get him ready like every single day for the next however many days. And then I was like, wow, I've got a human forever. (laughs) Do do you think that's the first time? Because this is a really 
wonderful, interesting moment, I think, when somebody or you feel like a mum for the first time, yeah, you know, even though you're the reality of like, this is my life now going forward. Do you, so do you think that was the moment that you felt it? And, yeah. and how did you handle that? So at first, just within myself, it wasn't like a major thing, but I distinctly remember it. So it was evidently major enough. I was like, I've got to do this every day. Okay, that takes extra time. Okay. Um, cool. Right. Ready. It was kind of literally like that. Let's get on with it. And then every day obviously pans out to be different. And there's days where you get up and you stay in your pajamas. And I was really spoiled for our first year because like mum would bring me breakfast up to the room. She'd be like, what do you want to have for lunch today? I'm coming home from work for lunchtime. I'll do you some lunch. Whatnot. I was so spoiled for like my first year. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Um, so yeah it was just such a beautiful time where I was able to just literally sit with him for hours and also so I breastfed all my children I have mixed mixed fed some of them but um so with hairs he was totally breastfed and I would literally just if he cried he needs a boob if you need anything the answer was I need to feed him and he became like a like just a fat little splodge he was huge he had rolls for days I loved it he was probably my fattest <laughs> so baby cute. because that's all I did was feed him <laughs> but um <laughs> I literally I spent so much time with him my world was about Hezzy um to the point that I remember my best friend saying like Ella you need to recognize that if you're driving home from your house to my house it's like 10 minutes at um, my house to your house like 10 minutes you don't need to stop for him to like be held like I was probably overdoing it a little bit like I couldn't go anywhere like if he cried I've like, got to stop the car I've got to look after him so but I do feel like that moment yeah it definitely sunk in but I was just ready for it I was like yeah let's go Ella when you're that I go I guess kind of super bonded like we all are with our kids but when you're you know you're describing situations where you're driving 10 minutes and you have to stop to hold the baby how yeah. did you find your relationship with Tim Ah, changed. that's a good question. Zoe, have you been there? Like, I don't know how you know to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> have you been a fly in the wall the whole time? No, so literally, <laughs> Tim actually, there was a moment where Tim did say to me, he said, darling, I'm still here, you know. And I was like... Mm. I'd been thinking all this time that like, we're in it together. This is the baby, like our bet, like, and I'm having all these moments with hairs bathing him, and we're there together, and, what, and I'm just so fully just taken up with the baby, mind everything, just in the moment. Um, then it's like you know you're going to bed, and you just I was be falling asleep with Hezzy on my boob, and you know really sexy. Um, and <laughs> it was just like, darling, I am still here, and I think. That does pose a challenge because for someone that has been so, you know, minded towards becoming a mum, that can consume you. And then you can yeah. kind of sometimes, you know, ignore. I, I would say I, I did probably ignore Tim for a time, which was not fair on him. But obviously at the same time, I was changing so much as a person, like so much about my life had changed. That was something that I probably wasn't switched on at the time to recognize, okay, there's still us. Like we've gone on such a journey over the last 14 years. We, yeah, we celebrated our 14th wedding anniversary this month. Wow. And, you know, we've gone on such a journey as a couple, like I couldn't even tell you. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful, full of highs, lows, you know, but I'm just so pleased to have found somebody that is just, just so perfect. He's <laughs> just literally oh. amazing. How do you get, how, like, how do you get through those 
um, like tough times I guess especially when you've got such a big family because I you know I've only got two children and I sometimes feel like when work's busy and family life is busy I find it difficult to make time for like my relationship and actually like work through things so how do you how do you work things when you've got seven George is calling me up going is today the day we're leaving is it today I haven't got time for that extra person anymore Oh gosh, it like, you know, the challenge is really difficult, but when Tim and I got married, we were so, so, so sold to the fact that we had signed a blank check so that come what may, we were going to be together. Like he is my absolute best friend in the world. Um, And that is something else that I'd always looked for from when I was young. I was homeschooled, so I was not somebody that was with loads of other kids every single day so having a best friend also meant everything to me and I knew that I wanted my partner to be that because that's who I was gonna do like all my life with um so I knew that no matter what issues we came up against like I would not want to lose my best friend and sometimes I feel like as women we can kind of sometimes like um put our best friends in one kind of basket and then our relationship in another with our partner and I feel like if you can kind of look at your partner as as your friend first like you're going to realize I don't want to let that go and I feel like sometimes you can be more forgiving to your friends but then you're harder on your partner you feel like well they should have known better and I feel like that's not fair that person's meant to be one with you that person is meant to be your heart your heart is theirs so they should be the one that gets the most forgiveness, the most chances. You know what I mean? Like Tim and I have an endless amount of chances for each other. Like, yes, we will argue. Yeah, we will raise our voices at each other. Yeah, well, do you know what I mean? We, if you see us on a bad day, you know, it might not be pretty, but we get through it. And I feel like I when you it. know that you're never going to break, you know that you're not going to break. You know that you have to go through it. It's like, if I'm on a sinking ship, but I know that my kids are on land and I need to make it through, like you're going to make sure that you get there and you don't go under because there's so much more to live for. You know, there's so many more opportunities in life that you want to be able to live together. And like, yeah, we just know that no matter how bad it gets, we are going to find a way through, no matter what it takes, how we've got to change, how we've got to adapt. And, you know, further to the point of having seven children how do we actually put our relationship first we have to be open with the children I've just said okay mommy and daddy need some time even if that's just we're in one room and they might be in another and we need to have a chat older ones look over the younger ones can you make sure they are looked after everybody's safe whatnot whatnot we need to have a talk don't bother us we'll come out when it's time if you really really need something Mm -hmm. it's an emergency situation okay fine and we've brought them up to the point where they'll be able to decipher um but yeah like literally we do prioritize our relationship because if tim and i aren't okay then everything else is not going to be okay. Yeah, I think I used to have Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've just said, I feel like you've just climbed inside my mind and said, oh. like, I've been very open and honest about how tough it's been in the last couple of years with my relationship. He mm. is my bestest friend in the entire world, but through yeah. various things, retiring from rugby, you know, drinking too much, all this kind of stuff, it's been like mm. a big roller coaster. And some people in my life might have turned around to me and said, why are you guys still together? Like, how mm-hmm. many chances does one person get to behave badly? Yeah. And I'm like, because he's my best friend and he's my soulmate. And I yeah, genuinely I believe that he was put on this planet for me and vice yeah. versa. And therefore, I will forgive him and he will forgive me and we will find a way, but nobody's articulated it in the way that you just have. Yeah. So th- mm-hmm. thank you. 
Because so yeah, I was just <laughs> amazing. We'll be right back after this short break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? You just mentioned that you were homeschooled as a child. Yes. And you obviously homeschool your seven children. Well, maybe mm. not all of them properly now. Uh, what was, what, was that because you loved being homeschooled? What, what was your, re- you know, what were the reasons behind doing that? Him wasn't homeschooled. Um, I was. So when we met, it was always a discussion. For me, it wasn't a deal breaker. Like if the person that I met was like, no, the kid's going to school. I was like, okay, cool, fine. Um, my main thing was that I had a close relationship with them, my children, and I knew what was going on in their lives. And he agreed. Yeah. So if they were going to go to school, we needed to make sure it was a good relationship with the, the teachers, know what was going on with them on a daily basis, um, know who their friends are, know their friends' parents. Like, it would have been like that. Um, so basically, we got to, hmm, it was Hallie was a baby. So she's baby number three. Um, so Hezzy was coming up to the time to go to reception. We were just deciding then, where are we going to go with having a big family? What were we going to be doing work-wise? Because we've always kind of been like self-employed. I was I used to be a singing teacher, so I was working in schools, but it wasn't like full-time. Um, Tim was a driving instructor at the time. He was also doing football coaching. Um and we were kind of working out what we're going to do. He was kind of toying with doing the knowledge to become a black cab driver because that's what my dad does. And he was like, okay, what are we going to do? Da, da, da. I remember sitting in Blue Water Shopping Centre and there's a lady with a couple of kids and she just looked fine. And I, I said to her, oh my gosh, does it get easier? And she was like, yeah, it's fine. It just comes with different challenges as they get older. I was like, okay, cool. Because um, I did feel quite overwhelmed at that point with the three children. Um, and it would have yep. been what, about three under five, I think it was. Um so we were getting to the point where Hezzy was going to go to reception. We also then ended up moving house. So we moved house in August and he was due to obviously start reception in September. So we were yeah. like, we were looking for um, schools in our local areas where we lived at the time. And then when moving house kind of all came about, it was all a bit of a surprise situation that we ended up moving. Um, we basically got inheritance early and we was like, wow, okay, we've got a new home. Amazing, which was just such a blessing. And we ended up moving to a completely different area, area that we'd always wanted to live in. So then we had to start looking at new schools in that area. Obviously, all the other parents had been looking from like a, a year before. Yeah. And we were like, okay, cool. Well, if he's going to go to school, now's the time to do it. So we need to get him into one. Ella might end up just going back to work. My mum could look after the kids because at the time, Tim's parents were still working. It was like, okay, we'll just do that life. That's what we'll do. That's what everybody does. You know, let's just go down that road. So we started it. And I remember he went to school for two months 
And I hated it. I hated every single day of it. Like the first week he went, I cried every day when he had to go to school. And Tim was like, babe, if you're going to do this every day, we ain't going to send him. And I was like, okay, cool. I can hold it together. So then after that, it was kind of like, this is a routine. Let's just get on with it. Um, and I what were you like hating, Ella? What were you I hating? I hated the fact that he wasn't with us. Um, and then I did not like the fact that when we picked him up, you know, he's four. We'd ask him, how did your day go today, Hairs? And he was like, we had mat time and we looked at the clock. And I was like, mm, okay, what else did you do? We played. I was like, okay, what did you do like learning wise? Um, Miss read us a story. And I was like, okay, and you're coming home with homework. For us to do together in the evening, which should be family time. And I really just felt like, look, if I'm having to spend an hour, whatever, or more than that in the evening, doing homework with you, I may as well just have you at home and do it with you at home myself. That way I've got you with me. We know what's going on. We know who is shaping and forming you as a person. And because our children's character and how they are as people is first and foremost important to us. So I was like, we know who you're around. We know who you're exposed to. We know what new things you're learning or not learning or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I felt like as well that we'd have more concentrated time doing his actual book work and stuff. And it would just work out a lot better. So we then deregistered him after two months and then the rest has just been history really what do they what do they do because I have no understanding of the homeschooling system no me neither um obviously uh, Georgia and I went down the sort of you know the regular route I guess um and again the kids are at school so what happens when you deregister somebody a child and do you have to have any of those conversations with any of the authorities or anything yes so basically you'll have two kind of different routes for homeschoolers if you've always decided to homeschool you've never registered your child in a school there are a lot of families that will just be going along homeschooled and they won't be you know contacted by any local education authorities until maybe the only way that probably be contacted is somebody says oh there's this family who are homeschooling does anybody know about them Um, and that would usually probably come through like a doctor or something um but there's lots of people that can be homeschooled and just they're just homeschooling their kids um but then because um has he technically been in the system and he got deregistered so then we got a letter from the local education authority saying yep we see you've decided to homeschool absolutely fine it's called elective home education um absolutely fine we need to basically see what you're doing with him um however regularly we need you to either fill out this form or we can do a home visit now I remember with my mum and dad they had the same thing because my brother went to school till he was four or five no sorry till he was not four till he was six so he went for like right. two years. I went to nursery for a year. So when they deregistered him, they had the same thing. But at the time, they weren't offered a home visit straight away. They were offered, um, basically, they were told they had to write out what we was doing every single week. And my dad was like, no, I'm not homeschooling to have to then take on all the paperwork yeah, the that paperwork. teacher takes on. <laughs> like, literally, if you want to see what we're doing, come and come to the house and see. So I feel yeah, like if you're open yeah. like that, you know, that you will have a local education authority officer come to your house see what you're doing and like you'll get that on like a yearly basis how do you know how do you know how do you know what how do you know what to do do you know what I mean like (laughs) how do you know what to do like so let's try yeah. it. If you've got a child that doesn't know how to read, what do you need to teach them first? Phonics. Phonics. There Sounds. you go. Right. Sounds. So yeah. what way do you think that to start off with like a three-year-old, hey, what interesting way will they engage with learning phonics? S- singing. Songs. songs yeah. yeah. Songs. Yes. Okay. So therefore, where do we go to find songs and singing? Twelve and two. Yes. 
you can obviously do it with them. But oftentimes, today's day and age, everybody loves a screen. They'll like to watch videos on YouTube, for example. There are some really good ones that, you know, the songs will just get into their heads and get into your head and everybody will be singing it. Jolly Phonics. Yeah, yeah, there's that. There's. <laughs> um, I, I like to use... Um, Oh, I've forgotten the whole name of it now. I knew that was going to happen. But there's there's a few different videos <laughs> that, are, that I've used yeah. for my kids. And um, they do really, really well with like learning all the phonics like through just those videos. But then also we have books as well that will have like, you know, the, 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 the sounds and they'll join it to a character and they'll just literally, we'll just go through it with them. And it's all like song based. So it's a way for them to remember. And then moving on from that, once they can read, then book work comes a lot easier because they can read what they need to do you sit down with them you do whatever you need to do for that day but it kind of then ends up especially at primary level being quite self-explanatory really just do they send you um info does anyone send you any information on how the day should be structured and no, no. so that's so that's no. something that you Personally have to figure out so you the local education authority, they've kind of got themselves into a little pickle because they can't tell you what you have to do. All they, all they can make sure is that you are delivering a sufficient education. Now, what that sufficient education is, they can't specifically say. I don't know why, but this is just how it goes. But they just right. like to ensure that, for example, when they come and visit us as a family, they like to ensure that we can read and write ourselves, that we, you know, can can understand just basic things that you can be teaching your child. They like to see that you've, you know, taken them out on day trips. They like to see that they're not just at home by themselves. They're always basically just checking as well that your children are safe. Do you know what I mean? That you're not just some yeah, weirdos keeping the kids at home, which is obviously important. But yeah, like just to check that you are actually doing something. But to be honest, there's a lot of homeschoolers. And in all honesty, this is what Tim said to me, Tim, when we first decided to homeschool. He was like, I'm not having no weirdo children, okay? So let's just make sure that they're socialized well and that they yeah. are able to live in the world yeah. like normal people. When it starts getting into sort of Hezzy's age, so yeah. is he year nine or year eight? Don't ask no. me year. I don't go by Oh, years. sorry. So, so he's 12, 13. He's 12, about so 13. He, he would be okay. like the first or second year of secondary school, right? So when it starts getting into, when it starts getting into those sort of more... I guess, advanced subjects, for example, you know, yes. your sciences, your maths, you know, history at some point, who, who at that point, so who at that point then, or is that all you guys or do you just do it differently? Like, how does that look? Because obviously I'm just seeing it from a, what I know. Yes. It's really interesting. First of all, let's, yeah, it's let's, interesting. Let's, just, let's just step outside the box. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you have a plan for your child's life or do they have interests or do they have a plan? Do they want to be something? Yeah. If your child wants to be a doctor, then let's follow that path. Let's make sure that they are specifically learning what they need to be able to be good at to become a doctor. If your child wants to be an accountant, of course, they're going to need to be good at maths. But also, let's introduce them to the world of accountancy so they know what that job is going to be about. Let's get them involved with actual adults who do that accountancy job. Let's get them an opportunity to sit down with an adult at a home office or what have you so they can actually see what that involves. And you'll be surprised what a child can take on from a very young age. Um, So when I I can understand the kind of place that you was going to, Zoe, with trying to find out, oh, where should they be at what point? Sorry, forgive me. I didn't, I was just interested. interesting. so interesting. Don't say sorry about anything. Like there's, it's absolutely fine. Like I just feel like, where should any child be at any point? Now, 
I yeah. I want all my children to be able to be successful as adults. So yeah. in terms of the homeschooling, like with Hezzy at the moment, he gets he he um he signed to Chelsea Football Club. So he's an under 14 at the moment. And when they get to that stage, they get offered extracurricular help, um, which mm. you can take on or not. I personally have always wanted my kids to at least academically get to the level of GCSEs. The only reason I want that is because that's what I did. So it's kind of like, well, that's what yeah. I knew. So I'll get them yeah. to do it as well. But in all honesty, I want them to be able to, if they earn lots of money in the future, know how to invest that money well. Know that they can't yeah. just, you know, spend everything, never save anything, or, you know, put some money in the bank and think it's going to do something by itself. Like, I want them to know what to do and what good decisions to make. So I will teach them the things that that involves do you know what I mean so like even yeah. when we was buying yeah, our yeah. house we, we took them through the whole process of how you go through buying a house how you go through applying for like a mortgage and all this sort of stuff so that they knew and understood because also we didn't want when we were sat in a room going through paperwork like I remember when we read the contract for signing our house oh my gosh it was so many pages but I'm someone that's like that I'm like I'm not signing anything that I haven't read so I read through all of it we were like battling the sleep but we had to, we explain these things to our kids because we want them to know what the process is that yeah. when they come against it in the future, like they understand, okay, cool. I've seen this before. Mum and dad do this. I understand what that was about. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, like. We so kind of, interesting. It is. It's life skills. It is actually yeah. like, you know, when you say like, just take a step back and just think about, basically think about the skills you need for life to be a successful yeah. person. It does put yeah. a lot of it into like, a perspective doesn't it but yeah. I guess you know say for instance you mentioned like Hezzy's at Chelsea so he'll be yeah. like mixing with other kids at the moment who are at, yes. who are at school if he said to you you know what I want to go to school like one of them like yeah, yeah. one of the other kids that he plays yeah. with what, what how would you feel do you think you would let him or we've never been against our children going to school We've never been against it. We've always just wanted to do what was best for our kids. So yeah. none of my children want to go to school. We've had that discussion with them. They've, they have experienced some school kind of type of environments and they're just like, what is this about kind of thing? Just little day courses that we've done and whatnot. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, I mean, if he said he wanted to go to school, we'd literally sit down and, ca- and be like, okay, cool what are your reasons for wanting to go to school? Oh, because all the kids get to be with each other all day, every day. Okay, how is that benefiting them? Um, they get to mess about, they get to, you know, experience all the same things. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. So son, yeah. basically, Tim would probably take over at this point because I never went to school, but he'd be like, okay, so my experience of school was that, yeah, we had laughs and we had jokes, but my friends that I had that with, this is where this person is at life. This is where I'm at in life. This is where our schooling helped us in this way or didn't help us in that way. I would literally have a conversation and lay it, yeah, go through it all and come yeah. to a decision as to what we think would be better beneficial so um if Hezzy gets the opportunity for example to go attend a school we're not completely against it but then on the other hand we would weigh up how much time in his day is that taking him away from maybe something else so he's so dedicated to football he spends so much time in that is it worth the sacrifice do you know what I mean yeah and also I mean uh, sorry to keep talking no 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 what a lot of people used to ask me when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, you're homeschooled. Do you have any friends? I'd be like, yeah, of course we've got friends. We were involved in lots of extracurricular like activities, dancings, um, singing, gymnastics, blah, blah, blah. And we'd make friends there. But then also 
Yeah. I used to ask the adults back. I would say, how many of your school friends are you still in touch with? And they'd be like, mm, actually none. Or one. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's quite rare. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, that people make friends in school and then those are their like best friends forever. I don't know. What's your experience been? Yeah. No, I just, you know what? I find it fascinating to just talk to someone because like, we, you know, I've never even thought, I, I've actually never even thought about homeschooling. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. just, I've just. Georgia, just let's be honest. It. It's, it, we, it that means be we'd have to me. be with them all the time yeah, I wouldn't from morning till night. And maybe that's not I us wouldn't. currently. No, it's not. It's definitely <laughs> not. But no, I just, just being I honest, it, I love I them to death. I find but. it really interesting just to like hear a complete, you know, another, another viewpoint. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, I'll be honest with you, and I think maybe this would have been different had our schooling um, looked different potentially. Yeah. Georgia. But like, I sit down with my nine-year-old now, and w- English I loved. It like properly set me on fire. Anything to do with words and reading and everything like that, loved it. It was only until I left school and went to college that I finally felt I'd met my people and I'd met my subjects where I mm-hmm. was doing theatre and media and photography yeah. and yeah. I, was, I was alive with it because I wasn't okay. trying you know I liked using a Bunsen burner but that was about that was about the end of it in science do you know yeah. what I mean I wasn't yeah, engaged yeah, in it. and so I felt for those three years from sort of 14 to 16 that I was like big teeth for me because I just didn't mm-hmm. find my tribe and I didn't find yeah. my subjects apart from the yeah. dramas and the sports and stuff so mm-hmm. you know what I think it's so interesting sitting down with you today and 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 hearing that side of it we've never had this discussion no we haven't my favorite fascinating yeah I mean you do end up kind of falling into what is naturally your talent and the things that you naturally love do you know what I mean so I remember when I went to I went to the Brit school and I remember I was just so shocked that so many of the kids that I met I went in on the first day and I was like oh so what do you want to be and they're like I don't know I'm gonna do college and I'll go uni and kind of decide and I was like huh I didn't get it. I honestly didn't. Yeah. I couldn't understand how you could be 16 and not know what you wanted to be. I was like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, like I kind of was like, well, I'm not going to university because that would just be a waste of money and time. Like there's nothing for yeah. me at that level for, at this point in life anyway. Um, you know, I'll never say never to anything. Maybe in the future I'll do a degree. Who knows? Um but yeah, at the time, it just wasn't my interest. But like, I think it's funny when you guys are like, you know, I just couldn't take it because, you know, being around my kids that many hours, like, I understand the stresses of being a mum. It is a lot like, and especially you yeah. have to remember that Tim and I, we, you know, we own our own businesses. So we're, we work from home together all the yeah. time. Yeah. That makes yeah the world of difference. So if I was at home by myself, Tim was off on his jolly way going to work every single day. And I was at home with seven kids by myself doing this single-handedly, they'd probably all be in school. No. <laughs> Literally. <Yeah>. So <laughs> no, honestly, like doing it by yourself uh, is so different to doing it with yeah. your partner. Like it like I said at the beginning, yeah. it all comes back to that. Like the two of you being on the same page, you know, fulfilling the plan that you've made for your lives together, that makes the world a difference. Oh, well, listen, Ella, before we say goodbye to you, it. because I feel like you're going to give us the best piece of advice now from what you've already <laughs> said on this podcast today, the piece of advice that you would give a new parent. Okay, so the piece of advice I would give is make a plan, but plan for everything to go wrong. <laughs> Literally. I love yeah, that. Right. I've heard that before. That's that is, brilliant. That is, I think, 
yeah, the motto of how life is as a mum, as a parent, because you can have all these great plans and, you know, we're going to wake up every day and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and everything's going to be organised and blah de blah and the way we imagine it in a dream world in our minds, but it never goes that way. Do you know what I mean? And something yeah. will always happen, no matter how prepared you've been, no matter how, you know, you've organised everything from the night before, you got up before the kids, start, something will go wrong, just something like I've I've had days I've been totally unprepared and I've just gone with it and that's been a much more relaxing and happy day than days yes. I've got to get yes. this done and, do, and it just all ends up being a stress you know what I mean or days where I feel like everything's going to plan and then just something random completely random will happen yeah, you know you. and yeah. it just completely throws you off like the amount of times you know going out the door and suddenly somebody's got a nosebleed and it's all gone down their clothes and you're just like whoa okay cool right you're late <laughs> now definitely um yeah, so you can make a plan, but just be prepared and plan for it all to go wrong. Love I love that. it. And <laughs> just before you go, um, just like what sort of products do you love? Like you've got kids of different ages. Like what have yes. been your absolute go-tos? Oh, to be fair, all my products, I would say at the minute that I'm going to name are like mainly baby products just for the starting point. Yeah, and that's fine. A doona, a doona buggy. Oh my gosh, that is yes. the most amazing like, just creation it is just uh such a godsend I've used it since my fifth baby and yeah it was just absolutely amazing um the first one I actually used um Rochelle and Marv actually gave us their one second hand because I was like what is that it looks amazing I was like oh my gosh so it's just hand been, it over yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so that was amazing and then we just recently got a new one the other day and it was just absolutely yeah best product ever um I feel like secondly I would have to say like a baby beyond carry-on because oh, yeah. I love yeah I love my kids to be close to me and I feel like so many new mums mm. struggle with oh my gosh the baby won't settle and I'm like yeah because they've been inside you for nine yeah. months and now you're putting them in yeah. like a Moses basket they feel like they're you know drowning in the world so like for the first say three months until they just get too heavy I will have them on me so I'll get up in the morning if they wake up, it's got a bit more challenging more recently because now my older kids always love to hold the baby. So I'm like, can I hold the baby, please? Um, but I'll put, them, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll put them in the carrier and be going around the house doing all the usual stuff. But they're then happy. They're sleeping. We're bonding. You know what I mean? They're on your chest. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's beautiful. And we've learned how to like breastfeed them in the carrier. It's really cool. Um, wow. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, usual things, even up until when I've got my older ones, you can't leave the house without baby wipes. Oh my gosh. Like, and I love the, no. um, the really thick, I don't know if you shop in Costco, but like the Kirkland wipes. Oh my gosh. Huge oh, no. oh no. I've never tried those. Thick. Yeah. Kirkland baby wipes. They are the best. Like super thick. Oh, that's good to huge know. Huge packet of wipes. Like there's so many in there and obviously a good price. So they're really good. Um, even when Tim and I go out, just the two of us, we're like, oh, flip, we forgot baby wipes and you just need them for something. Um, yeah. Um, what else? I would have to say, do you know what? Skincare wise, I know many people will try different products from when their baby's young. And I remember everyone was like, oh, use olive oil or use this or whatnot. I use astral cream. From as soon as my baby is born, I will put astral cream on them. It is perfect. Like every single day, keeps their skin moisturized. It's beautiful. Like literally. Gorgeous. Um, yeah. Love it. Amazing. Love that. <laughs> 
Um, Ella, thank you so much for coming on. I know that I speak for George as well when I say that that was just one of the most interesting, different, amazing conversations we've ever had. So thank you for being so honest and, um, you know, just just keep doing what you're doing. It's an absolute joy to to follow you online and stuff. We love seeing you and the kids online. So, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, amazing. Well, you and I can stop moaning now about the fact that we've got two, three children. I know. And also the fact that we have to do like spellings and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. In like all seriousness, though, I love when we have somebody come on the podcast who has completely different views to us. Do you know what I mean? Like even just the thing of like kids starting school, my immediate thought is, oh, my God. Yes. Can't wait to like for my kids to start school so that they're out of the house five days a week right but Ella felt completely different she like she didn't want her little boy to start school and she wanted him at home all the time and and we you know we have like quite similar views on this kind of thing don't we like the two of us like we're we love spending time with our kids but we're equally happy to be away from them so I love the fact that she comes on and she gives a completely different viewpoint and then also like you know always wanting a big family yeah there's just so much in having her in-laws in the delivery room (gasps) with her I just couldn't that's what I mean like but why are we like this completely natural and to be honest with you I would have loved more help after Luna was born I mean thank god for you being down the road otherwise I would never have made it but like the fact that family were there and no. you know with her every single step of the way my you know my they pop round for a little bit my family and that was it yeah it is I know she was saying like her mum was bringing her food up to the room I know. and like god I mean it, it is incredible and I do really think I mean number one she's gone on to have seven children and I yeah. do think having loads of help probably makes that feel a lot easier and if you're used to that environment like having yes. a, a busy house and lots of mm. people around I'm, I, I was just just fascinated and me um, but also I love the homeschool stuff as well like she made a really interesting point where she said you know you want to be the one to shape your children whereas you know you send them to school and there's like you know in a class there's 30 different people plus the teachers plus anyone else around them shaping Mm. them as humans Mm. and I'm like oh yeah I didn't think of that but I didn't think of that yeah I mean I'm I'm still you know all for normal school and stuff but I I I just hadn't thought of it like that no and also um let's talk about the part where I was like oh well you know when you know they get to a certain age what about the sciences and the geography and the histories and stuff she was like let me just stop you there so and I thought no you're absolutely right I you know we 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 had the things that we were we were excellent at at school and the things that we were dog shit at but I had to spend 90% of the time doing the things that I was dog shit at at. Yeah. yeah I do wonder though I really do wonder that as our kids get to secondary age if there'll be a slight shift in that do you like I feel like there's loads more vocational stuff isn't there especially like college and things now where if you stay up to school you have to stay at school to your 18 now don't you but you could at 16 switch to like more of an apprenticeship type thing you have to stay at school until you're 18 now yeah you have to be in some kind of formal education yeah so that could be like an apprenticeship right so you could do you know what I mean so you don't you don't have to just go and leave and, and do whatever but you could go off and do an apprenticeship so there'd be some learning 
So, so, so Global, who I obviously work for, and they own Heart, they have the Global Academy, which is in Hayes, and they, um, so you can basically go there and you can learn all about how the radio world works. Amazing. So, you know, producing, but also presenting side of thing, editing, you know, all of that music. It's it's really fantastic. So maybe that's, something like that at 16. That's what I mean. This, I think there's a lot of opportunity now, like to yeah. do all of these different things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope that when our kids go to secondary school, it's not so focused on like, I mean, maybe they'll love it. Who knows? But it's not just focused on things that they might not enjoy so much. Agreed. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much to Ella. What a brilliant, brilliant episode. Um, obviously, more to come uh, later on in the week for you guys. As always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow. Yeah. And if you've got any suggestions for guests for these Tuesday episodes, then please do drop us a message and we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.